0: All right, you guys, welcome to RADCAST. Uh, today, I have the pleasure of sitting with uh, dear friends and also dear colleagues, uh, Jen Zorb and Stephanie Boyce. And we are going to um, sit in autumn, in fall, in equinox, in shift, in, uh, in things beginning to kind of turn the, the page. So. Jen, Steph, will you uh, just say hi, listen a little bit about who you are, and then we'll continue. Yeah. Hi, everyone.
1: Hi, Elise. Hi, Steph. Mm -hmm. Um, I am Jen Zorb. I'm a licensed therapist and mental health coach at Radical Wellness, and I'm just fascinated by people and their experience, and I view my role is helping people move from here to there, however that may look, and maybe from places of stuckness to new insight or understanding. So I'm really happy to be here and talk about fall.
2: Hey, Jen. Hi, Elise. I'm Stephanie Boyce. Hello, everybody. Um, I am a therapeutic coach with Radical Wellness, and I um, I just really enjoy helping people discover what expansion and permission feel like. Um, I love working with just borders and thresholds and um, these opportunities to come into the fullness of who we are um, and sit in our pain and face the hard stuff and go anyway. Mm. Um, And I love just being with people in that place.
0: As I'm... (laughs) It started floating away a little bit because I'm like, "Wow, that sounds so nice." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh wait, wait, back at least." Though. I'm like, "Here to there, yeah. I love that." I'm like, "Oh, borders, yeah." It's like the the threshold, yeah. the edge, and. Mm-hmm. I was eager for today's conversation with the two of you specifically, and um, because of the way you hold such strong yet soft space a really unique quality I had kind of voice memoed you both about like there's a, there's like a sistership. I can see between the two of you even though you are new to each other I'm like oh you guys maybe are related somehow <laughs> in <laughs> so it's a joy mm-hmm. a tender joy to sit today so thanks Elise yeah yeah Um, For the people that are listening, this is kind of where I want you to, I want you to kind of set your own stage for today's conversation. Um, If you're listening and multitasking like a lot of us do, could you also maybe pause and consider if you want to have or listen to this conversation in a different way? And would you be interested in making a cup of tea and finding somewhere to sit and imagining that we're like all in a room together. Um, while that is also sometimes luxury, like is there is there, if you can't do that, do you wanna find a smell that might help like cue yourself for fall? Or do you wanna just take a moment to even like look out your window or notice what else is around you? Because today we're going into landscape, we're going into seasons, both externally and internally and sometimes what we see with our actual eyes allows us to also orient within and see what our internal experience is so that's that's an invitation um if you are able um Jen staff, what's kind of like I want to bring in the senses of like, what, what is your fall story or fall experience? What are the things that are waking up within you or that come to mind for you that you associate with this season?
1: Steph, I just realized that both you and I grew up in places that had significant seasons. I grew up in Colorado um, and you were in the Midwest, right?
2: and so yep, that probably yep, Chicago area. Yeah,
1: so that probably shapes a lot of our like thinking around the changing of seasons.
2: Totally. Yeah. I'm happy if you want to go first Jen. Okay. I'd love to hear.
1: <clears throat> yeah, so I mean in Colorado that I remember there's just a very obvious and clear felt difference that starts happening um temperature-wise and with leaves and even how, I mean, there's like layers is a big, a big thing. And, um, almost this external preparedness that starts happening in in practical ways for something that's happening in the environment. And I, I think for, I remember a sense of excitement around it. Um, but also if I was able to be introspective enough, there's also this, uh, um, almost like a melancholy, especially as the as the cooler weather started happening, a, a, a recognition that the summer is ending. And for me, you know, thinking about my childhood summer was, gosh, like really warm days and warm nights and lots of time outside and this vitality and playing and freedom. And, um, and, and so fall represented a real sense that things were obviously sh- shifting both on the inside and on the outside. And I felt that in a tangible way
2: growing up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally the same. I, um, I just remember the best part about fall was when the leaves would just start changing and it was like, you could feel the the crisp mornings. Like when you'd Mm -hmm. go to the bus stop, um, you could sense that something was coming and it was this both and of like summer's ending. I'm excited to get into the routine and get my new office supplies, Mm -hmm. you know, like school supplies. Um, and, you know, homecoming was coming and like all of these fun things were coming in the fall. But what that meant was winter was also mm. coming and everybody in the Midwest like dreads like winter. Yes. Well, I did. Um, and so it was like this burst of like a new season and holding the both end of like, ah, oh, summer is, you know, ending. Mm. Fall is good and beautiful and it's ushering in a different season, so it's like this interesting both and.
0: Yes. Yeah. It because I grew up in a and I still live in a pretty seasonless space. I mean, it's like shorts and a sweatshirt weather. That's like that <laughs> that will take mm-hmm. us through winter, and um, I am it's almost feel like I, it's like romantic to listen to. Mm-hmm how the world, the actual like earth was communicating to you that something was in the air, something, and that you could see all the way into winter. It's like, Oh, right. Falls cueing something else as well. So it's.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's this moment of like gathering all the, the fun, getting like the last bits of it before you have to hibernate. So it's like the squirrel getting the nuts. And now that I've moved to California and been here for four years there are parts of like it's 80 degrees yes. right now. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, where is the cue? Mm-hmm. And so I think ritual has become important too for me to go. You no, know, you're in a different season. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, you know, you can feel and sense internally this fall shifting, but like I'm a person that always wants my insides and my outsides to match. Mm-hmm. And so it's actually been an incongruency sometimes to find seasons mm-hmm. um within um, a geography that doesn't really have yeah. them.
0: Would you say a little more and maybe Jen too, how, what do you mean when you talk about your internal season and your external season?
2: Yeah. Um, for me, it's, it's those n- nature cues and those things remind me to do certain things remind me to slow down. And so when my body, like right now I'm in a very busy season. And I feel like that moment that the leaves burst into color, it's like their final show. It's the grand finale before they fall. And so I feel that right now. Like I feel um like the leaves should be falling because I'm in a I'm in a bursting harvest season that I know I want to slow down. Yeah. And so I walk outside and I'm like, ah, it's summer. Like that's not the same as what I'm feeling on the inside. Um, and just craving those rhythms, like that natural, I feel like that's what I lost was the body's natural rhythm to like slow down, speed up, plant harvest, like all of those motions. Um, it's just, it's just more difficult to find. I think when you, when you don't have those outside. Wow.
0: Jen, anything for you on that? What's like your internal season? If you're know, sometimes say we can be so in our conversation and like. I was thinking my husband my husband would listen to this and be like, wait, what? I'm sorry, an internal <laughs> season? Can you say what? what? Right. So yeah. I
1: think it might be helpful. I mean, I know it can be different for different people, but sometimes when you think about maybe summer or winter, those those are more obvious, um, maybe more more drastic seasons, but that they could represent um, a state of being on the inside. so I mentioned earlier to me, some are conjuring up memories of of action and life and like fruitfulness and activity and winter um slowing down and, and hibernating and maybe even a degree of, you know, I use the word melancholy or or sadness or or like less productivity. and I think sometimes culturally we we, by a lie that it should always be summer, you know, that if we just made the right choices and we just, you know, did X, Y, Z, that, that perpetual summer is actually what we're striving for, Mm -hmm. stringing together a series of vitality and and productivity. But I actually think we're wired to be more like the world around us in Mm -hmm. that we are cyclical. We experience grief and sadness and loss and shame and as well as joy and happiness and excitement. And so it would benefit us to be more like the world around us by submitting ourselves to those seasons too. Um, and so I guess like Steph, you were saying, sometimes it's possible to feel away on the inside that doesn't actually match the season that's happening externally, which is okay. But maybe the important part is being willing to experience different things and not being so determined to be in summer all the time, metaphorically.
0: Hmm. yeah that's uh the stringing together summers that like hit pretty hard of them um, like oh yeah like, almost like I'm just kind of skimming like the surface because summer is nice it's like oh great like nothing everything's fine <laughs> it's summer mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. To think about um what the natural rhythms or natural cycles mm-hmm. of the actual earth around us offer our, our insights turn off the music that just started <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah
0: any specific rituals that you when you said ritual stuff is there anything specific that comes up like literally for fall and then also like yeah metaphorically or 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 spiritually or what is the what is what would it look like if we take the preparation that happens in fall externally, is there an internal form of that as well?
2: Mm-hmm. Um, I think for me, some of the practices, so um, fall to me is also a really beautiful time to honor my my grief story. And so um, there's something about nesting and like slowing down to get into that place and give myself permission. Um again, summer always felt kind of incongruent with my grief. And so for me, um, fall gives me permission, like permission. And so I um I try to spend more time like nesting into my house and like letting that be a soft place for me to land. Um, specifically with my grief. And then A practical one for me is I look forward to getting um, my daily planner for 2024. (laughs) There's just something about like in October, that means I get to look ahead and I get to think about like, okay, what has been working so far? And in this fall season, before I get into the holidays, like, can I sit down and just think about like, what rhythms were working? Um, What weren't? And like, how do I kind of lay out my next year with intention and fall just feels like a, a place that I can do that and then easy ones for me I get a fall candle mm-hmm. like I love the scent of it's fall in out. my house um, I change the colors of the pillows and I, you know, I do things just to make it feel like the season has changed in my house even if it hasn't mm-hmm. outside Jen anything for
0: you um
1: <laughs> I actually thought of a funny one. I, I it just came to me that I am a little embarrassed to share, but I sometimes, because <laughs> I, I actually also just moved to California pretty recently away from the, the typical changing of seasons. And the other day I put on a sound cast, you know, those things where it plays music in the background, but I put on a storm. I did. I put on an actual storm, like a, um, it was called like a rolling thunderstorm <laughs> sound cast. And I lit a candle and I I sort of had to pretend I was in a storm because I I do sometimes miss that feeling of being cozy inside a shelter, a home. In my case, it was a home with some sort of weather happening outside. Um, it, it, I need I, some, something inside me needs it. <laughs> so I did that.
0: Totally. I love that. Um, <laughs> it. Um, I I don't understand the storm piece yet, but that's okay. I okay. I can be yeah. curious about like I I there's I mean there I only have that when I'm traveling, right? So if I'm somewhere else and I'm like, ooh, those are those are clouds, and that might mean something. <laughs> so something's brewing, something's big, something I don't know is about to happen. So I'm that there's curiosity. The piece stuff that you mentioned about grief, um, I have some grief dates coming up and um, so they are associated with this with fall um, also my birthday is fall so there's a lot of things on the calendar that happen here that if I don't pause to see what's it like for me now what is grief like now uh, The season does give me an opportunity to be present with what is and to actually see how things are in motion, are alive, are wanting to become something new, even if it feels like they're disintegrating. So like sometimes my grief feels bigger than it was the previous year, or madder, like angrier, feistier, and, and sometimes it feels numb. Sometimes it feels like I can't even touch it, or I can't feel myself. Mm-hmm. Um but I appreciate. I appreciate the date. I appreciate the season to, to see. Uh, Cause it's, it can feel less available to me in other seasons when I'm, I'm another, I'm in other ways. I'm it's, it's lighter, it's faster. It's um, you know, we're, geared, we're, we're in a different pace even.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting to think about. Um, certainly seasons and and matching with those seasons and pacing with those seasons have a lot of invitation, um, especially when the dates of stuff sit within those. Um, it's almost, again, like permission. But then there's also like the internal, back to kind of the internal seasons, is I can be in an internal fall where it feels like things are, um, you know, I'm letting go of things and yet summer is bursting or I can be in a winter season of like, my body says hibernate. My body says there's nothing here to see, Mm -hmm. right? Like I'm I'm waiting, I'm waiting and I, you know, I'm in a season of waiting and that feels a lot like winter. Like I don't know what's coming Mm -hmm. and, and like, when will this end? Mm -hmm. Um, And I could be standing in spring physically and still feeling that fall. Rotation of like waiting. And so I think even if they don't line up seasonally, I think what paying attention to natural seasons teaches us is that even when we're in those seasons, it's cyclical, yeah, yeah. that there's always movement there. And there's always an invitation to the both mm-hmm. end in every season. And so even just being able to say I'm in a fall season, it helps you name yeah. and know like, oh, right. So, what is it? Tr- what's true then about fall? It feels like this. It smells like this. It looks like this. I want to this. And that feels really good to just use the seasons naturally to pay attention to also metaphorically where we are.
1: That's so beautiful, Steph. I was thinking as you were sharing too about how our growth actually necessitates the cyclical nature. What do you think of a tree, they are big and strong and tall and lush and all that they are because of the the cyclical nature that they are a part of the the fall seasons and the winter seasons all of it um there's a purpose in it and I think maybe that's my one of my takeaways through this conversation is fall in so many ways is an invitation into what might be arguably one of the harder parts of the cycle not for everyone but sometimes it's a an invitation into the the shedding, the the less sunlight, <laughs> the cooler weather, whatever the 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 metaphoric implications are, it can be harder for people, I think, to slide into potentially the winter. Um and yet our growth necessitates mm-hmm. our willingness to do that.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, and it always blows me away. Um, so so Parker Palmer, one of my favorite authors, has this book called Let Your Life Speak. And in the last chapter, he has this beautiful reflections on seasons. And he starts with autumn talking about um, the, just the magnificent colors that come in fall. And then the seeds scatter with this wild abandon. And it's like, it's it's so amazing to me that like right before the letting go, mm-hmm. there is this like burst of beauty. Yeah. And it's like when you see fall, you're like, oh, please just stay. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, Like out in the Midwest, people would plan a year in advance to drive out to a place called Door County where the leaves like right right now in October, the leaves just like explode in this color of like yellows and oranges and bright reds and your your eyes just can't even take in how like majestic that is and then it's all gone Mm -hmm. and like the seeds scatter and I just feel like fall sometimes feels like that it's like no wait (laughs) like it's so be like whatever it is that we have to let go and it's that Mm
1: -hmm.
2: letting go that sometimes I forget oh we're scattering seeds with wild abandon Mm -hmm. that in order for this next to come in order for new trees to come in order for whatever needs to be, everything needs to be. Mm -hmm. And so like letting go is like, Oh, it's like so hard. Um, and so whether again, it's a real season or, or metaphor, it's just like, think fall reminds me that like letting go is part of the process of rebirth Mm -hmm. and you have permission to let go and you have permission to scatter and then you have permission to wait. Mm. Mm. Like the hibernation of like winter is like, oh, and you have to wait some more Mm -hmm. and you have to wait some more. And then like one Tuesday in spring, you get this little bud, you know, and it's just like, oh, right. That could only happen if I let go. And it's just so hard. <laughs> it's just so hard. You know what Sometimes. strikes me,
1: stuff as you're sharing. I'd be curious if you and Elise experienced this. But I find in my work with clients, fall is often when I see them coming in, where there's that invitation that um the the desire to maybe start therapy for the first time yeah. or is often at this point you're describing. And then there's this beautiful and and hard and meaningful winter that often we share with people mm-hmm. <laughs> in the therapeutic process mm-hmm. um but the joy then is we also that like, get to experience the spring and summer that emerge after but I guess what I'm saying is it's less often that people will come to me at least initially in like the maybe either the spring or the summer metaphoric
0: seasons yeah, mm-hmm. yeah concept of impermanence was coming up pretty heavy stuff as you were speaking um and how that even speaks to like my own pain story or origin story around um having wanting to hold on to things uh, uh, afraid that if I let go of it I'll never have it again or there won't be enough and and so I can tend to hold on and then I think even of like of relationships that like 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 in grief, like losing losing people, and like oh, so I wanna I can like kind of squish the puppy, you know? Like I can kind of like oh, I held that too tight. Um, so the fall, that letting go, there's I can feel like a, the lump in my throat of like oh my gosh, what am I gonna have to let go of? And oh, uh, and I what I actually heard in my mind was, what's going to be taken from me? And I had to like think like, okay, Elise, um, is it being taken from you or are you choosing to release it? And, and just, and just being with the question, not having to have an answer and not having to know, but just, that feels like a very different posture. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. It's interesting too. So I live in a vineyard and, um, When you think about harvest season, so we've just like exited harvest season um, and you prune everything back. And again, it's like pruning or letting go or releasing makes no sense without the rest of the cycle, especially if the goal is to live in endless harvest. Mm -hmm. And yet it doesn't work that Mm -hmm. way. And so sometimes not letting go is what hinders, yes. like, like there can't be new growth. Yes, If, if I don't prune back those grapes, they're not coming. So it's, it's, you know, it's also this tension of like, oh my gosh, this is so beautiful. Um, or this is so, I, I don't want to yeah. let go. Right. And then the very invitation to go, oof, like if I don't, if I don't create that through line, yeah then I, I'm not going to be able to receive what's next. And what's so fascinating, Elise, and you can probably comment to this too, probably Jen, I just don't know your story as much, but like with grief, you know, we think we're letting go, but what we're doing is scattering seeds in the places that we can't see Mm. and like allowing ourselves to feel and go, okay, I'm letting go. I'm trusting then we just get to see like all these other trees being planted. Mm-hmm. And so it's like that surrendered posture that fall invites us to. Um, I think you're right, Jen, like people, people get to a place where they've, they see the leaves changing colors and they're just asking like, can somebody witness yes. me in the letting go? Can somebody remind me that there's a winter, but there's also a spring? Yes and that it's not the end of the story but perhaps the beginning of a new one absolutely over and over and over mm-hmm. again <laughs> right like this idea of just becoming um we're never in like one season mm-hmm. i guess unless you live in <laughs> No, no, that's, good. No,
1: that's,
0: good. that's, good. that's <laughs> like um last night the in my journey group we were discussing pause don't dwell there's a difference when I pause, but I don't dwell. And if I could allow myself the slow motion of pause, rather than my own personal, um, I'll, I want to camp out on something for a long time. So I might commit myself to fall forever. I might stay and and like and like live here now. And so to allow that, like, oh, there is another season. There is another cycle. Will I allow myself to participate in in what is next? Will I go with what is occurring? And that's like not happening to me. That's so good. Let's... I want I want to ask like the two of you so just like I invited people that are listening to like pause, get tea and like sit with us can myself included can we turn now and imagine the people that are on the couch with their tea what specifically direct to the person listening what are the questions that you would want to ask that person on the couch? What are the invitations? What are the things that you would want to say about fall and um, say about the season? Like, direct to the, to the people that are there with their tea. And you can riff.
1: <laughs> yeah. I want to be on the couch with them, you know same <laughs> cozy blanket right Gosh, I think my first invitation or question is really to slow down enough to consider how you're doing and feeling on the insides and and how that is reflected on the outsides art is there space in your day-to-day life? For the expression of your inward reality, those feelings, mm. those nudges, those those doubts, concerns, the joys, all of it, is there space for all of that? Um, how are you doing? How are you feeling? I think that's kind of
2: the start. Yeah, I love that idea. Hmm. I wonder, I wonder too, if using trees as that metaphor, is like, what, what is feeling like it might be this beautiful thing in your life that you're being asked to let go of? Um, Even toggling to your question, um, Elise, of like, That release. Like, am I letting am I letting those fall in time when they're supposed to? Am I open to the process of releasing? When it's time. Um, so you don't feel like anyone's shaking your tree. Mm -hmm. But when the wind blows and that leaf is ready to go, are you willing? And if not, or if so, like what what do you need? Like, what do you need for that to to be true? For the to be open to the release. And then what do you need to be reminded of about the idea of seeds falling with this wild abandon? Like, what do you need to, to be able to trust that, that process, that cyclical invitation? Um, and are there ways that you can honor that?
0: am I drinking in these questions <laughs> oh yes yes I need to write this down <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I think I'd want to know like have you ever thought of this before have you ever considered that you have a whole interior landscape that whole internal like wonderland within you and like do you know what it looks like and and what's going on in there? and do you know what fall feels like or winter or spring or summer? Sometimes looking at the whole cycle can inform the moment you're in do you do you flow with those cycles? have do you follow that and and What's it like to look at the internal season? For me, it does bring up a lot of like, oh, I need, to, I need to sit with that a little longer. I need to let that seep or brew a little longer so I can really consider what fall is this season. Knowing that next fall, it might shift a little bit. But right now, the I, I wonder for myself, my my takeaway, at least, is um, what would it be like for me to be in fall, with some more open hands or open palms, knowing that um, I won't have to live here forever? Would I be willing to release? Be willing to let something go, knowing that I don't I don't live in fall always. Mm. Release.
1: could I ask a personal question? A hundred. Okay. Okay. So you, guys both, <laughs> you both mentioned something that's really interesting to me that I, I can't get it out of my head about this idea of grief, like grief. um, and, and it being almost this like scattering of seeds, grief can feel so hard and it can feel like such an end. I'm wondering if either of you would be willing to share like a story or an example of, of this idea of, of grief as part of this regenerative process as um, we think about fall loss and and as also scattering seeds.
2: Happy to. Um, <clears throat> so um, about five or six years ago, um, I lost two of my children Um, they had a a rare terminal genetic disorder, um, and they passed away nine months between one another. Um, my son was 11 and my daughter was nine. And I think at the time, um, there was no way that I could understand, um, how they could continue outside of their physical bodies. And so me, this is a very like spiritual, um, belief and concept but um I remember I remember my watching my daughter take her last breath and she became radiant um and she passed in in an in August so in a fall season and I I I have watched how when she took her last breath in her physical body, how her spiritual present became limitless mm-hmm. and how I see her over and over and over again, everywhere now Um, that she, her light is not contained in a physical body that her life, like her light burst into me and all over the place. And it doesn't negate my grief. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take away the sadness of the the real physical loss in my body, losing the physical body of hers. And when she released from the branch, her seeds scattered all over. Like people know her story that never met her. People see her in me. People um, People in Poland email me about her. You know, it's just like, it's like, how did that happen? It's like, again, it's to me, the math doesn't make sense. It's not like two plus two equals four. And that was worth it, whatever mm-hmm. worth it means. But I can see that she is she is beyond and still here. And so my cycle with her is moving forward with, moving forward with like, where are you bee? Where are you bee? Where are you be? In fact, a few days ago, I get a lot of um, bees that come because we called her bee mm. and um there was a dying bee mm. it's like the season now where bees are starting to die and it just stopped me in my tracks and i was like what would it take for me to slow down enough to witness this bee and i like tracked down honey i don't think that's the right thing to give a bee but i was like i need to be, to to like be with you bee i don't know and it was this moment of like gratitude for for this little bee of like like thanks for just being here but it it was like even that tiny little motion was like that's my daughter teaching me how to love all that is it's she's teaching me even now to slow down she's teaching even now how to let go or how to enter in or how to be with another family like she keeps teaching me and to me it's like Gosh, that letting go of that, that off the branch, I had no control over. I had to let the wind blow. Um, And yet I'm so thankful that that wasn't the end cycle for her life, that her life continues over and over and over in all these different ways, in all these different expressions.
0: (laughs) Oh, thank
2: you
1: i feel like if you are able to talk about um regeneration like if you are able to keep going and believe in the cyclical nature and believe in the good that can come if you stuff can believe it the rest of us can Mm.
2: and i still have my days though like that's the that's the whacked out thing about this is like i forget i that yeah and then when like something goes wrong at work or I'm being challenged to like let go of something, I'm like, no, don't make me <laughs> do it. Like stay on the branch. And so it's like all of these like really human moments too mm-hmm. amongst these beautiful ones. Oh. Mm.
0: Thank you, Steph. <laughs> it- yeah. You're listening to your your story of grief. You know, can shine a light into like you know we all to see how I'll speak for myself. How how am I holding my own? And it sometimes feels I'm emotional about this, but it's like I have become so committed to holding on to my brother because it's so hard to think of, like, letting him go, that I, I, like, I, I, that's, I feel like I'm still truly wrestling with the grief, like, still, like, very in relationship with the grief, and it's this time of the year that I kind of let myself have it, whereas, you knew my brother like he was a he's a summer kid like he he makes you feel like summer he is sunshine and freedom and sandy feet and like just the best smile and it just like he is all summer all the time so when I think about him I want that like the stories I tell my kids about him or what I remember about him it's all summer he just is light and um think that there is i think i let i let the fall meet me i let myself go deep or dark in a way that like because i i actually ache to release some of the pain some of some of the depths of what it feels like um, but i'm also like at this almost halfway point where he's almost been dead longer than he was alive and that is uh, shocking, and I am wondering now in the season, what, what do, what do I want to release? Because again, nothing's being taken from me. Is there anything I want to let go of differently this year? Is there anything I want to, maybe not hold on to as tightly? How would that inform my grief this fall? if I wasn't clutching it so very timely question and conversation thanks Elise
2: (laughs) I think a lot about the in-breath out-breath or the way the waves come in is like it's like as soon as we open our hands something comes back in and so like the water never goes away, just our relationship and proximity to it. And it's like, can we like, with our grief, like and with my kids and your brother, it's like, can we just like feel what needs to be here? And then can we like let it out? And then can we feel what's here? And then can we let it out? Like, can we release our body to yeah. move with the rhythm of the wave? Right. So it's like, what if letting go didn't mean letting go of them, mm-hmm. but letting go of pieces of how I hold the totally. grief or how I navigate the grief or where it where it stopped me. Like I used to think, can, will I be able to laugh again? Totally.
0: Oh my God, totally.
2: Like it feels like Yeah, yeah. A betrayal. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and then it was like, can I release that? Right because every time i think of my daughter she makes me freaking laugh <laughs> it's like and so what she gifted me was laughter so i'm like oh could i could i change my perspective there to say it's actually an honor to her life that i find joy again mm-hmm. because she was joy yes. and what if i never lost it mm-hmm. cuz she's not going anywhere mm-hmm. So then the question is like, what am I, what am I being invited to if she's not going anywhere? Yes.
0: This kind of comes back even to the conversation of Monday around like the web we Like What is, what is the, what am I weaving? What am I catching in my grief or the way I'm choosing to hold it, weave it, tell it, spin it? And then Stephanie, you're also talking about the body implication. I think that this is um, so crucial and also so like unique to some of the work we do within radical wellness around people who get to help support our physical the, the, and the physiological story of our grief. And then of course, like the 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 mental and the thinking and the spiritual and the emotional and, and all the places that grief can reside and how crucial. I don't think it's crucial. when I think about it as this. I think about it in relationship to total restoration. It is our right to have every part of us touched in it. That feels like the true honor that nothing would be um too dark, that it couldn't be touched by healing, something isn't too unfinished or fucked up, you know, that it couldn't also be affected by light or community or witness or or a me too. Or, um i know i know my own version of that to something so inherently our right to choose how much of ourselves is on the table for our healing
2: and sometimes it's just the expression like somebody bearing witness to the expression of your release you know, um, we keep stuff to like, part of the cycle is also moving stuff through. Yeah. So it's like you return back over and over and over again. Like I still am six years, five years out of grieving. My children still have to come back. Yes. Like Elise, yeah. you're saying like, there's just something new here that yep. doesn't, you you move with grief in all of its like rings or ripples, but you certainly don't like have a, and at least for me, I don't have like an end. I don't, I haven't, like completed that.
0: Yeah, there's no linear finish line here.
2: No, but I have to acknowledge like, oh, I'm in a fall again. Yes. (laughs) Or I'm in a winter again. And like what do I what are what's here? What's here now? Yes. And what am I supposed to do with that? And how do I metabolize that Mm -hmm. through the body? Yes. Because it will make me sick if I Mm -hmm. don't. Mm -hmm. And our team is so good at that. Like helping everybody that's what I love about radical (laughs) is like Everybody brings like their special medicine, their special way, their special, like if we all had little tool bags, like we come in and we're like, here's our offering um, of of what we can do. And I think when we're thinking through in our meeting, we were thinking about fall and we're like, okay, what does everybody have yeah. in their little bag yeah. that they could bring into um, an offering mm-hmm. to help mm-hmm. people that are identifying as fall, that want to learn more about fall, that want to um, participate in fall and whatever that could look like from smelly, good candles and soundtracks to, um, walking with somebody like Kelly through a threshold of grief. Like there's just so many different things that we could, um, offer. And we all just brought like our little things. And I think, I think at least it's coming out in a newsletter, yes. like what yes. fall could, could be for people. Listening. Yes.
0: Yes. <laughs> um, If there was a point in this conversation that made you curious or made you shy or made you get choked up or made you remember, um, we are going to be um, hosting a conversation like this online um, with you. So we're going to have a fall, like radical wellness fall moment where we're going to be really opening up further into what the season is internally um, what is what are the rituals of the season what are um, this se- like the sensory experience of the season is there something for you to consider or release um, all of that is going to come up um, in a newsletter It's probably the easiest way to receive information like that and you can just go to our website and there's going to be a banner at the top that just says, send me that information <laughs> and um, or follow any of our socials radical wellness underscore co. And um, because this is like, it's, it's, it's just expanding the table. It is inviting you to either sit and have voice or sit and just listen. Um, however, we are at the table. It's enough. You know, it's enough to just come and bear witness while you maintain and hold your story is enough. Um, but each season, and this will be our first one, we will be doing, um, we'll be setting a table like this. A fall table and then a winter table, spring and summer and so on to be with each other, be with you um, in this specific season and different members of our team. Based on their different, the medicine that they carry and the stories they carry and the gifts they carry, um, are gonna lead those conversations and practices and invitations. And so um, that's for you. That's for you listening because it's online. So you can be with us um, from anywhere.
1: And sometimes sitting at the table together with other people and witnessing a person's reality is the best medicine at least in my experience, feeling less alone, watching other people have the courage to navigate season after season after season emboldens me to do the same. And there's something um, so healing, I think, about living authentically into the fullness of who we are, no matter how, how we're showing up in the presence of others and being witnessed so that we can do it again and again.
2: And that's the beautiful invitation to paying attention to life and to bearing witness in community, in my opinion. It's like, it's not over and over and over again, as if that's a bad Mm -hmm. thing. It's like, Ooh, it's like a good thing. It's like Mm -hmm. again and again and again, it's like, give me more, give me more. And I love how we weave together. Like even just the three of Mm -hmm. us today, expanding this conversation into all those couches and saying, like, let us tell our stories and let us hold and bear witness. Um, I have this circle of friends statue Mm -hmm. that I love to use when I'm leading retreats. And it's like all these little beings holding one another and nobody's reaching in to like get in other people's stuff. We're just kind of all Mm -hmm. saying, you've got this. Mm -hmm. Like we're believing that you have whatever season you're in. We believe that you can walk through that. And we're here to just hold you up as you do. We're just here to remind you of who you are. And I think that's what mm-hmm. I'm excited about for this fall online thing. It's like, we can just come together, offer our medicine and remind each other
0: who we are. Oh yeah. And the opportunity to move through seasons together. It's like, oh, like, oh, you look different. Oh, something's changed. Like I see what, I see what fall was for you. Cause I'm seeing you in the spring. It's like, it's, like what a gift to get to see each other through through different seasons, guys. Thank you, thank you for just honestly, just thank you for the the safety that you both live, so that even myself can show up tenderly. I just I'm so I feel so. So so, like, I feel such kindness from you both. <laughs> I'm just treasuring that this morning.
2: We love you, Elise. Thank you for showing up fully as you are.